Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 29. I'm your host, Heather, and today we're talking about creating Facebook ad audiences that actually work. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please pass me a seatbelt. Facebook ads, I swear they actually create them, the whole ad manager, the the option to boost, the option to build in the suite, all of those different things, and now Carousel or Canvas and everything. I swear they do it to make us feel stupid, but don't worry, you're not. If a company produces something that is not user-friendly, that does not mean that you are not an effective business owner or marketer or advertiser just because every time you open the page, it looks a little different or you can't remember the steps to get where you need to go. <laughs> Today, I'm talking about something that, I mean, I talk about it with just about every client once they're ready to move into the advertising world, which Actually, when are you ready to advertise would make a pretty good podcast topic, I think. And the same basic thoughts apply, the same basic steps. And something that's kind of interesting that happens is as soon as people are faced with creating Facebook ads, it's kind of like the fear takes over and the common sense turns off and the screen in front of you is really scary. So you just stop thinking all the way through or sometimes you just never really realized how people actually work, how people actually function. So the way I always get clients to start with their Facebook advertising is to start with their hot audience. That hot audience is the people who already like your page, the people who already know you, the people who already trust you. You're not able to tap into them organically just because of the constraints that Facebook puts on organic posts. So let's say you have a thousand people on your page, it's really likely that only about 50 of them will see them. So there's now an option to have engagement. So in that case, if a post is really good, instead of just boosting it, you can actually create an engagement ad, which is a little bit cheaper. So that's something I want you to look into, but that's an audience that a lot of people don't think to advertise to. They think since they already have them, they already see my stuff. They already know my stuff. They don't. They don't know what you do necessarily. And when they're on Facebook, they're scrolling. And let's be honest, they're probably scrolling like you and I do a little bit mindlessly. And unless something really jumps out at them, which we're going to get into in a little bit later, they're just going to keep scrolling on by. Your post popping up in front of them will actually have an impact because it's going to, their brain is going to go, oh, wait, I know that person. I like that person. I follow that page. And they will give your ad a lot more attention than somebody who this is the very first time they're ever seeing your brand. So start with those people who already know you and love you. The people who like your page, so you get all 200 of your people and their friends. As soon as you add in those friends of the people that you already know, like, and trust you, those people will also be like-minded enough to become your warm audience. So your hot audience is already totally in. Your warm audience are people who are likely to like you. They're likely to recognize your name. They're likely to be in the same geographic area. And the way you tap into them 
Facebook literally hands it to you. Same basic rules apply as when you're just marketing to your hot audience, but keep an eye on those numbers. Make sure that what you're offering those people is what you want to happen. Now, most of us, once we've gone through our hot and warm audience, the switch to the cold audience happens pretty fast. You really do have to hit those people who don't know you yet, even if your uh, warm audience ones are still going, your hot audience ones are still going, it's always time to create a really good ad that's going to attract new people to join those other two audiences. So when you're looking to attract a cold audience with an ad, there's a lot of things you need to take into account. Sometimes, I'll give you a few examples. So I had a, uh, a prospective client who was trying to sell services that were kind of like paramedical to people who played hockey, to children who played hockey. So when he was setting up ads, he set up ads that hit, I'm in Canada, so we have provinces, not states. (laughs) And he set up an ad to cover one of our largest and most populous provinces, the whole province. He put in the interest, the word hockey, and he said it to everyone. What he got in response was about 80 comments, which seems like it'd be a great idea, right? The problem was those comments were all extraordinarily negative and 100% male. The responses were male. And the reason is because the majority of people who live in that populous area who would be probably attracted to ads that have some of those keywords in them are male. However, what he's selling, he's selling to moms. So just by, by not eliminating the men, they didn't have a voice and that he would hit his max because there's so many men who have interest in hockey that they'd be like, okay, we're going to go here first. So we took the exact same ad set during one of our consultations, dropped the word hockey, added the word parenting and the word active living and made it just women. By making that one change, he ended up with just that one ad within two days. He had nine new, really, really warm prospects. People who were very interested, were very excited to find out more, and were very excited to really take action right now. Now, why did he go with that other ad set? He just wasn't really cognizant of who his his customer was. So no matter what you sell, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whatever your offering is, make sure you really, really drill down into who is the decision maker or who is the person likely to be on Facebook in this equation. If you know you're selling to a couple and you're going to be selling on Instagram, let's say, and you've looked at your insights and you know that 80% of your Instagram followers are female. It's not a good idea to try to advertise to men until you have saturated the female market. As much as our society is finally, in in my view, moving towards a more um, post-gendered experience, we are still in a very gendered world. The pain points that men experience currently, fair or not, are not the same as the pain points that women experience. When I talk to people who are just like me, 
who are my demographics, my psychographics, the two words that they would use to describe themselves as generally are busy and tired. Every mom who it works or whether they stay home, whether they work, whatever, they are busy and they are tired. Most men don't frame themselves that way because those are perceived as weakness in the men's world. We are supposed to be the multitaskers. We are supposed to be busy. We glorify busy. Men are, you know, they, they just don't describe themselves in the same way. So guess what? That means they don't perceive their own pain points the same way. So where I can target women very quickly by talking about child safety, by talking about parenting, by talking about the woman style of pain points, those do not translate to men. So by not at least splitting it up between genders you're not able to really attack the pain points in your content and your copy. So it doesn't matter who your ad is going out to, 50% of the people that it's going to hit are going to, it's going to be wrong. So when you're designing your ad, start with your audience. Don't pick your audience last. Start with the audience first, especially, well, sorry, once you've moved into your cold audience. Really think about who your customer is and direct ads towards just those people. What actually are their interests? I know a couple people like that. What are they into? And then you start with those, with that real information. Then I want you to put yourself in their shoes. Say you're sitting at home. It's a Wednesday night. You're flipping through Facebook. What are they going to react to? Again, this is putting the audience before the content. So where are they? What are they going to react to? And what is their, their sense in the world? Right now, if you are talking to anybody who is in a vulnerable or regularly persecuted population, you need to be aware of that going in. You need to do that because by tapping into pain points, you can have a real conversation versus just saying, I'm going to send to everybody. Do I think you should, you know, racially tinge your ads? No, obviously not. But when you are talking about pain points, you need to be very, very careful and very, very honest, very explicit, very open, very transparent. Put yourself in their shoes. What are they feeling this week? The number of things that I've read now that were from the first week of November that people were like, well, with everything that happened this week. And I actually had to think back and think, oh, right. The American election was that week. Not that I didn't follow it. I did avidly. But I've kind of forgotten. It's kind of out of my mind. So if I'm writing an ad right now, I'm going to reference that. But I'm going to reference it specifically. I'm not going to try to make people work to remember what I'm talking about. The next really important part that, that again, I want you to put content audience, sorry, before content, you need to set small age brackets. You cannot send out an ad to 18 to 65 year olds just because that's what Facebook gives you. There are very, very few 18 year olds whose hopes, dreams, aspirations, and pain points are the same as 65 year olds. There are very few 20-year-olds who share those things with 60-year-olds. There are very few 30-year-olds who share those with 70-year-olds or even 60-year-olds. 40 years old, well, sometimes I do have things in common with 60-year-olds, but I have way more things in common with 50-year-olds. 10-year gaps are going to be the most effective for you. 
think of your 10-year gap and then try to talk to somebody right in the middle of it. So if you're going, you know, 40 to 50, you're talking to somebody who's 45. Can you drop down a few years and drop up a few years? Absolutely. But the better option is to take your money, split that same amount of money between multiple ad sets that are same content, same copy, but sent to different groups and then fund what works. Change what doesn't. And in this case, you'd be able to do that. You don't have to A-B test with one specific audience. You can A-B test with all kinds of audiences. So this ad really hit with this group of people. But I didn't get anything from this group and this group. So obviously, they need to hear something different from me. So your ad set needs to be directed and created to solve a problem that a certain audience has. By making your audiences, I almost said smallering your audiences, I am actually that tired this week. By making your audiences smaller, you're able to create an ad set that is going to delight your audience. It will also please everyone else who sees it. But if you try to create an audience that is so big and so vast because I just want to hit a million people, I don't care who those million people are. Don't you want those people to be the ones who are likely to respond? Don't you want those people to be the ones not only likely to respond to your ad, but to click through and buy from you? By setting your ad sets at very small, gender-specific ranges, and then going into the interests that are not necessarily related to your brand, but similar to how when you're writing blog posts, you can go kind of off brand, but within the same umbrella. So a yoga studio can talk about mindfulness. Um, A, well, a marketing company owner who does strategic marketing can also talk about mindset and can talk about productivity and habit building because those are all things that I'm really good at and they make me good at my business. So I can do ad sets that go out to other people that speak my language. They want to be productive. They want to be effective. They want to be efficient. I can speak to them just by using an ad set that I then create content and copy for them rather than creating content and copy that I like and then hoping somebody else is going to like it too. So then I'm going to send it out to everybody I can think of. You're spending money that is not going to have return. If an ad set doesn't work, change the audience first. Don't just throw it out and say, well, that didn't work too bad. If you've tried to make it way too broad, you're not hitting any of the right people. Narrow it down. So if an ad set didn't work, for example, with that client that I had, I changed I changed him from being both genders to just women, added two interests, and tightened the age. That's it. That's all I did. And that turned it from an ad that all it did was generate a whole lot of negativity and vitriol to an ad that got him nine really well-vetted warm prospects. So a few other things on Facebook advertising I really want you to look into because there it is becoming really, really effective. If, you're at, if your audience sorry, is mostly on mobile, 
look into creating a canvas ad. They look very complicated. They look very scary. It's kind of like a mishmash of stuff, but they're very drag and drop and they have very good templates. So if you're looking for website traffic, if you're looking for shopping on the site, if you're looking for brand building engagement, whatever it is, they have a template there that's quite drag and drop for the media. And you can set up those ads that will only touch your mobile audience. And then again, you can go back to choosing an audience, creating a canvas ad just for them, and then putting it online and testing afterwards. The second one, use a carousel. Use those carousel ads to widen the benefit reach because you may solve six problems with your product or your service. And if you try to sell each one at a time, that is very work intensive. If you set up a carousel that shows a whole bunch of different solutions to different problems all within the same brand, you're going to have a much more well-rounded ad set and it'll have a much better chance of landing with more people because I don't want you to just repeat the same thing through the carousel, but each carousel ad should have a different benefit or value or brand message. I also want you to match the medium to the audience. People are like, should I do video? Well, it really depends. Do your, does your core Facebook audience right now like video? Go back and look through your insights and see the strength of your own video posts. If they like them, then do more. Look at what works organically and then expand out. One thing I will say about video, one thing I'm pretty sure still doesn't work because it hasn't yet is way overproduced videos in Facebook ads. They tend to make the person putting out the ad feel really good, but they don't make the audience feel smart or special or valued. So they are missing the mark on a regular basis with people who otherwise would have uptake on their ads. The last thing, when you are looking to build a Facebook audience and you have the the correct everything, all your demographics are down, all your psychographics are down, you've gone back to your avatar, you're building an ad just for your soul avatar or just for your money avatar or just for your uvatar, start with a small budget. You send that same ad out to the 20 to 30 range, the 30 to 40 range, the 40 to 50 range, and the 50 to 60 range. See what works, tweak what doesn't, but don't try to make four times the cost. Split your budget down so that you're only spending like 10 to $20 on each one, and then continue to fund what works. Only fund what works. Facebook will try to convince you to throw good money after bad and to, to, you know, if this was seen by more people, they would like it. No, you're just going to have more people who saw it who didn't like it. And you will pay for that privilege. Start small on your budget. Do it similar to lottery. You start with a little bit of money. And if you lose it, it's no big deal. But if you win, you're going to reinvest that money into your advertising. That is what I want you to do. If you make a sale off of that ad, dump that money as much as you can, even just the profit from it, back into the next ad and build your ad sets that way. If you make 10 sales, take one of them and the the full cost of one and dump it in, not just your margin. Constantly be looking for ways to build. So this stuff is super fun and everything, but if you're already wearing too many hats, 
there's good news. We're here to make your life, or at least your marketing, a whole lot easier. From strategy to implementation, websites to social media, and everything in between, if you need help, we want to hear from you. Head over to hala.agency, that's H-A-L-A dot agency, and see how we can help. To get more kick-ass in your life, follow us at Hala Connected, H-A-L-A Connected. And if you liked what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.